0: Hello, this is Gerard Van Wormerdam, a.k.a. Gary Van Wormerdam, with the Awareness and Consciousness podcast from PathwayToHappiness.com. This podcast is about reasoning your way out of fear. So we're going to talk about one of the functions of the mind being this reasoning capacity, how it's helpful and how it's a trap. We'll get into uh, fear of the unknown issues and some layers of why why we get trapped in fear, stuck. And if you haven't listened to the last podcast on overcoming fears, where I go into this process of inquiry of fear of what other people think of us, uh, you may want to listen to it afterwards, get an idea of this inquiry process that's so vital to freeing ourselves, liberating ourselves from fear. But first, a couple of announcements. One is a thank you. Thank you to those of you who uh, take the time to write a review and give a favorable uh, vote on podcast sources like this uh, in iTunes specifically the feedback's been great and helpful thank you for that appreciate it Uh, and that is preferable to sending me an email and thanking me just time wise a number of other reasons because of time priorities I'm not always able to respond in a way that I like to the emails I get more about that in a minute and a heads up to some upcoming events both in Northern California, Southern California Utah and an intensive, spiritual intensive to Mexico Um, added another Utah trip because the one in the spring it was such a great trip the feedback was fabulous and so I'm looking forward to go back and this way I can do more trips and keep the group smaller so in that trip to Utah is to Zion National Park, which is just spectacular. So those events are on the events page of my website, Pathway to Happiness. If you want to find out more about those, you can check it out there. And going back to this issue of time, since I'm not going to be uh, responding to as many emails, I, I wanted to cover a question here. And that question that I sometimes get is, am I religious? Do I follow any particular religion? Uh, The answer is yes and no. You can say that my religion is truth, love, respect, and common sense. And as religions go in that direction, then I follow all of them. And where they diverge, I refrain. So as I was putting notes together for this podcast I was reflecting on this idea that there's this battle between our head and our heart and I don't see it that way. You know, this, this mental process versus our emotional process and actually they can be in alignment. Problem, the real battle is in the mind. The heart's not fighting with anything. Uh, the battle's in the mind, and it's between truth and fiction, between truth and that and that fiction we could call illusion, depending on our mythology. We can call it false beliefs, uh, and fear arises from these false beliefs. And so maybe maybe the battle is between love in the heart and false logic. In the mind. What I attempted to do in the. Last podcast on overcoming fears. Of what other people think of you. And I also do a similar thing with. The not good enough podcast. Where I take this process of inquiry. You know this is a mental process. And it's actually liberating us. From false beliefs. And therefore fear. And that opens us up to more love. And that leads to happiness. And this is where common sense is in alignment with love and being happy. So what I want to point out specifically in this podcast is where that process breaks down. Where our common sense and our logic interferes. As smart as we are, as many degrees as we have. With opening our heart. And. When I want to introduce to you the idea of a certain part of the mind. I'm going to call the reason. And it's the part of the mind that is driven by logic. And it's. Won't go into a great deal about the formation and, and process of it, but I call it the reason. And the same way that our body has many functioning organs and parts, our mind has different aspects, sometimes working together, sometimes working in conflict. You know, any one of our self beliefs, our images, our points of view, the emotion we create, it's all part of this functioning thing called the mind. One of those Organs or parts of the mind, I call the reason. And this part works on logic. And it's looking for understanding. It's trying to make sense of the outside world and our relationship to the world. Trying to formulate an interpretation, a belief system, that makes sense. In terms of our relationship, our connection, our interaction with the world, forming beliefs about how the world works, to try and make an internal working model of understanding. Well, The funny thing about this reason part of the mind is as much as it's looking for an answer it's looking for an answer and it feels agitated, it feels uncomfortable, it feels it brings about a feeling of confusion if it doesn't have an answer. This is where we feel confused when we don't understand what's going on. It's not us in our entirety feeling confused. We're feeling the emotion of confusion generated by that part of our mind that doesn't know and isn't having its need to know satisfied. And this drives us to explore, to explain, to come up with an answer, to ask somebody. Why do I feel this way? Why do I do that? Why do they do that? Funny thing is about this reasoning part of the mind, It's looking for an answer, and when it has an answer, it feels relieved. And it feels that relief, and we're relieved of that sense of confusion, that emotion of confusion, that agitation, whether that answer is true or not. See, the reason doesn't care for the truth. What it wants is an answer that fits a logical pattern. And when it has an answer, even if it's a false answer, an illusion, providing it fits well enough with other beliefs, it goes, okay, that missing piece fits in, and there's relief. And in that relief from the confusion, we feel better emotionally, and our tendency is to stop the inquiry process. If you notice in those two podcasts I just mentioned, not being good enough and fear of what others think of you, I didn't stop with an answer. I kept going forward with this inquiry process
1: and questioned the logic. And in a way, it led me to my heart.
0: This is where our head and our heart can be in alignment. The real challenge is when we get lost in fiction and false beliefs and we accept them to be true. So let me give you an example of this. I was talking to a woman, let's call her Jill, and we were working through issues in her relationship with her husband and they had gotten into essentially a fight. They'd both taken a side they were going back and forth, neither wanting to budge. And at one point as we're starting to explore this, she says, well, I guess it's just two of us both fighting for power and control. That's
1: what it was. And I could
0: hear in her the relief. The, ah, oh, that's what we were doing. But that really doesn't explain it, does it? I mean, why were we fighting for power? Why were we fighting for control? What was interfering with our ability to listen to the other? What was it that we were afraid of that was causing us to need power and control? What was the fear in letting go? And listening?
1: So there was a motivation for power and control and that was fear.
0: Part of the relief was not only in that the mind had an answer as to why she was doing what she was doing, why he was doing what he was doing. But it also relieved her of having to look a little deeper at that other layer of what was it that I was afraid of? what is this thing underneath in this shadow part of my being that was uncomfortable called fear? And so here's two motivators to accept that answer. A, her reason is relieved of confusion. She has an answer, oh, this is why we were doing it. For herself and him. And second, there's a relief, I'm not going to go open that door and go face-to-face with my fear. And there's relief in that regard. See, accepting an answer like, oh, that's what we were doing, doesn't give you the structure of the false beliefs that are creating it. You're just looking at the outside. It's like saying, oh, the car is broken. as if that helps. What helps is knowing what specifically in the car is broken. All the pistons and the motors burned up. And then, why is that there? So maybe you can prevent it from happening in the future. So here's one of my favorite fiction stories that we use to not look at our fears, to not Take another step forward in this inquiry process that would really bust us free, and that's where we use the line, "Oh, it's fear of the unknown." So often, people justify what they're afraid of, what they're uncomfortable with, by saying, "Oh, fear the unknown." I don't know what will happen. As far as I'm concerned, that's fiction.
1: We we don't have a fear of the unknown.
0: If you look at our nature, as uh, little kids, we are curious, playful, exploring kind of creatures. We will get into anything until we're reprimanded until we get hurt, and then we shy away from things. If we're reprimanded enough, we stop asking questions, we stop exploring. And so, these fears are learned. These fears are learned by buying into experiences, but stories of what might happen. If we go do this, if mom finds out, if dad finds out, if we get caught. So, in this case of fear of the unknown, maybe it's a situation we want to go ask for a raise, start our own business, ask someone out on a date, see if she likes us, see if he likes us. And we hold back and we're like, well, I don't know what they'll say. I don't know what they'll do. I don't know what'll happen. Well, if you look underneath that, what you'll see is our mind has projected all sorts of scenarios of what will happen. The belief system in our mind has generated all sorts of outcomes of what might happen, what we believe will happen, and they're generally painful. They'll turn us down for a date, they'll reject us, and then we'll Use that in our own mind with our own judge and victim dialogue to reject ourselves, and we'll feel the pain of that. And that whole painful outcome is in our belief system, under the surface, and if we don't notice it, we don't know the we don't know that it's there. it's there, but we don't know that it's there it's unknown to us, it's in our subconscious. But when we think about doing something and we hold back and we just accept the, well, I don't know what'll happen. Well, I don't know what they'll do. And we call it the fear of the unknown. Well, not exactly true. It's unknown what we believe in this case. And that way it's a fear of the unknown. But it's more the fear of what we believe
1: will happen.
0: And by believing it, if we really look at it, we say, oh, here, this is what I think will happen. This is what I imagine will happen, it will be painful.
1: But we're unaware of it. It's unknown to us. It's right there in our belief
0: system. We don't see it. And so what we're left with is saying, I'm afraid. Oh, what I must be afraid of is the unknown. I don't know what will happen. But in our subconscious mind, we've projected out all these painful scenarios. That's what we're afraid of. If we really didn't know, and we didn't have all these fear-based assumptions underneath, it would really be kind of exciting to go find out. Well, Let's go see what happens. This is a cool adventure. This is our nature, right? Before we learn to be afraid. What makes it easy to accept this false logic, oh, it's fear of the unknown, this blanket fiction, is the reason has an answer. reason goes, oh, that's why I'm afraid. Oh, okay. And in that having an answer, we are relieved of the confusion why we're not doing something.
1: And in that relief
0: of the confusion, we aren't as motivated to explore more. The self-inquiry stops. Again, there's also the motivation of we don't have to open the door and look and experience or change any of these uncomfortable fear-based emotions. But understand the critical deciding element in not looking at this, and it's the logic of the reason that accepts an answer that isn't true. This is where people felt perfectly comfortable saying the earth is flat. They had their answer. They just explained away all sorts of things with it. And they stopped it inquiring further into truth. So there's no real fear of the unknown. If it's unknown to us, it's more exciting than anything else. But if we have beliefs that are in our unconscious, we're not aware of. You can say they're unknown to us. These are things we believe to be true. Don't know we believe them.
1: That's what creates a fear of the unknown. One of the funniest
0: uses of this distorted fiction, this kind of fiction we accept, from this distorted logic of the reason, goes with uh, some of the
1: the justification for going to war in Afghanistan and Iraq. And one of the
0: soundbites that people would use was... We're fighting them over there, so we don't have to fight them over here. As if that answers the whole thing.
1: And for some people
0: who wanted an answer and they want it nice, tightly packaged, it did. The reason part of their mind said,
1: Okay. No doubt they had
0: other parts of their belief system that was trying to rationalize all of this. And this was an answer that fit into place. It was fictional, but it fit into the rest of their matrix of fiction that made up their belief system. And the confusion that they might have had about why are we doing this went away. And they felt better about that answer. And that answer allowed support in this direction of preemptive war. Felt like a better solution. Now, dismantling this kind of false logic has other layers to it. The important piece that I want to identify in this audio is that part of the mind... That accepts an answer and stops inquiry. I'm inviting in this process a level of skepticism what we decide to believe and what stops us looking for a clearer truth because we accept an illusion. Might feel better than being confused, but doesn't mean that it's the truth. So, in trying to answer that question, that very complicated question, should we go to war? And looking for an answer, if you can distill it down to one sentence oh, we're fighting them over there, so we don't have to fight them here. The reason loves that kind of simplicity. It says, okay, not really needing the truth. That part of the mind just needs relief from confusion of not knowing. Now, in that case, there's two other layers that make that answer appealing. One is, There's this relief from this fear of attacks and terrorism on our homeland soil. Of course, the relief from that, the solution, so we don't have to fight them here. What the answer of not having to fight them here on our home soil does, is it relieves us of this great, horrific, nightmare dream. Of war on our own soil. Of course, this horrific, fearful nightmare dream is proposed in the solution. So it offers up this horrific nightmare dream and answers it in the same sentence. So not only is our reason relieved of confusion, but Our mind, our emotional body is relieved of this nightmare dream. Of course, the nightmare dream is proposed in the statement of solution. So it is both the poison of fear and the antidote to fear in the same statement. Well, we haven't really solved the problem, but we feel better emotionally because now we believe in the story it won't happen here but belief in the story is not necessarily the truth. Feels better. Not necessarily the truth. So you have these two elements. The reason has an answer. It's relieved of confusion. And the mind is relieved of this nightmare dream. That's proposed. And the third layer of why this justification for preemptive war feels so good is once we have an answer, we know. And in that knowing, we develop a sense of superiority. Well, I know. And in that knowing, we know something, we're smart, that kind of self-importance, that superiority, self-worth, expands. And we feel better, more powerful than if we didn't know. And in that elevated self-importance, we feel better in a third way. So we have the relief from confusion for the reason, We have the relief from fear of what might happen in a nightmare scenario. And we have this elevated self-important state, this sense of superiority in knowing. Another big illusion of ourselves. And we can, in that state, compare ourselves to other people, people who disagree, and say, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about. And in that elevated state of comparing oneself to another. Superiority. And that feels better emotionally. Even though it may be based in self-importance and fiction. About ourselves. About the reality of the situation. Feels better. Emotionally. We can be happier, feel more confident than the belief we haven't solved the problem. The unknown of, hey, it's a big world, a lot of things can happen. And so in that way, feels better. Might even say, I'm happier having that answer. But, does it mean you're really happy? Does it mean you're free of fear, free of illusion, or free from a distorted logic process that, keeps oneself trapped in fiction and fantasy. Happier doesn't mean genuinely, authentically happy. You know, having a fear, oh no, we might be attacked by terrorists. And then going, oh, we won't be because we're fighting them over there. Well, you're in a state of war. You're engaged in conflict because
1: you're driven by fear. And I'm looking at this
0: generally as a country or a society. But the individual belief system is a micro-reflection of that. I'm not taking a side on the decision to go to war. What I'm taking a side on is when an argument, a presentation that's seductively convincing emotionally, doesn't pass the common sense test. It's how people are swayed, convinced towards fear and aggression in this way that's emotionally leveraged towards fiction and results in bad decisions. We find this same kind of logic when we justify getting angry. Oh, if you hadn't done this, what you did really ticked me off. That was disrespectful. I wouldn't feel this way if you didn't do that. All these justifications for our own behavior, our own emotional reactions, they don't pass the common sense test either. But we so easily accept them that our logic is right, that it answers the questions why we did something we did, and relieves us of the confusion particularly when we blame someone else. And it's seductive in believing what we tell ourselves because it feels better. It doesn't feel great. But there is this illusionary effect of feeling better when we comfort ourselves with certain types of fiction. Important part of this audio, is what I want to introduce, is the reason, this one part of the mind, willing to accept an answer that's not true, even though it feels better. And, once you become aware of that one part of the mind, and how it stops, further inquiry. And you start to see that part of the mind doing what it does. Then you can become a skeptic of what it's willing to accept, the fiction it, it buys into. Notice the slight emotional shift from confusion to relief, even though the answer is not true. It's a little disconcerting when you realize that we comfort ourselves in fiction. when you get over that, travel through that level of emotion, it actually becomes kind of exciting to then explore what's on the other side of these illusions. What would happen if I freed myself from that limiting comfort layer? And as we get into this kind of attitude, what would happen if Now we're returning to our integrity, our nature of curiosity and exploration and adventure, to go explore, what could my life be like without fear? How much love and happiness and joy could I experience? And this is really venturing into the unknown, because we're doing it without these assumptions from our fear-based beliefs.
1: And this is where life
0: becomes a much more exciting adventure. And this sense of adventure that is our nature, that is part of our integrity to explore, to love, opens up. And part of the adventure is what happens as we unwind these layers of false logic in our mind. The other piece that I'm intending to bring your attention to in this audio is that if you're just trying to use reasoning to reason your way out of fear or emotional reactions, you're fighting an uphill battle. Because you're fighting against these other layers Sometimes three deep, sometimes more than that deep. Of emotional leverage pushing you to accept fiction. Pushing you to accept things that aren't true, false interpretations. that Generate and hide and cause us to cling to fears. So, my experience is, reasoning is important, is common sense approach to bring this clarity to it can help dissolve fears but you're also going to have to move through the emotion and this is where it requires a different set of skills changing our emotional beliefs our fears it's not a one trick operation fears are often
1: parts of beliefs and these are multi-layered
0: So if you find your reasoning not working, understand that there's other beliefs at play at other layers, creating other emotions and certain emotions that leverage our mind and our behavior in certain directions. So in the self-mastery series on my website are the actual steps and practices to develop awareness through engaging in exercises of self-inquiry of our belief system that encourage you and walk you through how do you evaluate your belief system, how do you evaluate your mind's mental process and unravel the distorted logic of fiction that interferes with common sense and as you unravel that fiction common sense It's a little easier. And common sense will lead you to living with an open heart and living with an open heart, expressing love.
1: That's how you'll be happy.
0: And one of the wickets we have to pass through is identifying this part of the mind called the reason and not letting it dominate our choices and our decision-making not letting it decide for us in its fiction based logic because that part of the mind that's called the reason it desperately wants an answer however it doesn't really care if it's the truth when we align that part of the mind that desperately wants an answer with you know a deeper part of our being that seeks truth seeks love. Interestingly enough, love and truth go together. When you discover the truth, you experience the emotional state of love.
1: Love is the
0: emotional vibration in the body when you are aligned with truth. And in a much different way, a much more profound way than just relief from the confusion that the reason needs. So this is the background, this is the lay of the land of one element of the mind that we deal with on our journey to awakening, to love, to happiness in our life, through common sense. And having that element of our reason function in a healthy way versus an unhealthy way, emotionally, is an important part of this process. This is the lay of the land. You will find actually the exercise and steps to navigate this lay of the land in the self-mastery course on my website. The first few sessions are free. And I get into more detail about the reason and what to do, what not to do in the advanced series of the course, which is essentially a phase two after you finish the basic series. Hope this is helpful, pointing out some of these subtle layers of the mind. This is Gerard Van Wormerdam, also known as Gary Van Wormerdam, with the Awareness and Consciousness podcast from PathwayToHappiness.com. With a little insight on how the reasoning part of our mind interacts and gets trapped in fear your mission, should you choose to accept it, is go do something fun and playful. Get back in touch with that childlike, exploring, curiosity side of your being. Go play. Be adventurous. Do something new.
1: And then watch the rest of your mind react to having fun. Thank you. Have a great day.